Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this strange world of enigmas and opposing forces that you're able to journey through the adventure of your life in a way in which you can discern the correct advice for you in the moment. Now I've been hearing a lot of different, um, bits and pieces of advice from various sources as I navigate through, uh, (laughs) Instagram, you know, the memes, I always follow the most positive spiritual people. And I was noticing that the advice on some of the posts were about, um, taking the path of least resistance. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. And then there's other posts that say you have to do the spiritual work. And that's also right. But it seems like these are a posing ideas and you have to know when it's time for you to sit down and do that shadow work and taking a good hard spiritual look at yourself and when it's time to just let go and let it flow it being your life You know, taking the path of least resistance usually is the greater way to go. Now, it's easy to say, well, that's good. Thank you, Elena. You let me off the hook. Woo! I don't have to look at my life. The path of least resistance is to make myself some popcorn and watch my favorite TV show. (laughs) it's not really the path of least resistance. And let me tell you why, because when you sit down and watch that TV show, cause you're avoiding looking at something. And sometimes, you know, you're just avoiding doing just normal, boring grunt work anyway. And that's okay. Once in a while, it's not okay. You know, 15 to 20 hours a day to the detriment of your working or paying the bills or whatever, but it's okay. Once in a while, um, some of us do need a couple hours a day watching, uh, shows, whether we're paying attention to the shows or not, that's not the point. Um, but some of us need that, uh, feeling that we're not alone because you know, there's other voices in the room and some people need the, um, mental distraction to relax, to get away from the thoughts that create anxiety and depression in us. 
but sometimes that's not the path of least resistance because we are avoiding uh, facing emotions or uh, thoughts that are pervasive and are upsetting us. And sometimes some of us take uh, drugs or will, you know, take an extra Benadryl or sleeping pill and sleep extra hours. But that's not really the path of least resistance. That's the path of creating more resistance for later, creating more depression, more anxiety, more emotional pressure. So um, when I say take the path of least resistance, that's not what I mean. I don't mean go to sleep for an extra six hours today or, you know, go out and get drunk with your friends because that's going to create even more pressure. That's going to actually give you more resistance, right? And resistance uh, shows up in many forms. Usually it's an internal pressure um, where it just, it's like, becomes like a powder cake. And then when it blows up, sometimes you'll blow up at people around you. Sometimes you get angry. I told you I had to do my work, you know? (laughs) Um, If you are a people pleaser, especially this is uh, a message for you. Don't allow people to steal your time, time stealers, you know, and they don't know they're stealing your time. I mean, what if it's somebody you haven't talked to in two years or six months, or it's maybe been three months. They're not someone who normally steals your time. But what if your friend calls you and you haven't talked to them in six months and you really want to talk to them, but you're in the middle of a project that is going to help you, uh, make money to pay the rent and, and put food on the table for your family it's probably a good time to tell them, I love to hear your voice. It's wonderful to hear from you. You know, I love you so much. I want to make sure you're okay. You know, are you okay? And then they say, yeah, yeah, I'm good. That's good. Look, I want to catch up, but today right now is not a good time. Is it possible we can, uh, set aside a time for Saturday afternoon or Sunday morning, you know, we could give them a couple times to pencil them in and uh, then you can conversate with them later when it is a good time for you and also a good time for them Um, you know if you but so that will create more resistance and it might help you uh, to or not help you but might make you so upset you get upset at yourself but you take it out on another person by blowing up at them that's not their fault they called you because they love you. Right. But you got to make sure that you're, um, putting yourself first on the spiritual path, but that you're also helping, you know, other people and taking care of other people. When you have the emotional energy available and the physical energy available and the spiritual energy available, Um, it's not always available, you know, the mental energy too. Like sometimes you need uh, long hours if you're an empath to have your mind to yourself and there's nothing wrong with taking that time, you know, and when you focus on whatever's bothering you, if something, uh, like put you in a tailspin and you were feeling a little bit, um, like, oh, I did not like what I saw over there and, you know, and then if you keep resisting thinking about it, that resistance is going to come in the form of anger 
blowing up at people, blowing up at yourself, um, feeling more nervous, anxiety ridden, unable to concentrate, unable to function mentally, unable to get any work done whatsoever because you're just going to be ruminating and ruminating and ruminating and your mind might go into OCD mode. Even if you don't have OCD, you might suddenly be obsessed and compulsively thinking about this thing. And that's what resistance does to you until you realize, oh shit, I need to take care of this. What did that come from? Where did that come from? That was kind of dumb. I didn't like that. You know, and, and you could even talk to it directly. Hey, anxiety, where are you coming from right now? Oh, you're coming from my mother. Well, I haven't talked to my mother in weeks. So, hey, or my mom's dead or whatever your situation is. So what about your mother? Well, your mother said this one thing 10 years ago. <laughs> oh yeah, that really, that really put a bee in my bonnet for a while. I was really mad about that. Okay. Well, what else? You know, you just ask it. That's the path of least resistance, asking the thing that's bothering you the most so that you can, um, get with it, you know, with the rest of the program, with the rest of your, uh, plans that you had for your day, your week and your life in general, you know, I've noticed that when I address things head on and I just take it on, I become like a brave spiritual warrior and I just do it, you know, um, I, I mean, with my mom, God, well, I have three mothers, so that was always a problem, right? <laughs> you know, I've got my, my, uh, birth parents who I didn't meet or find until I was in my thirties and then had problems with them later because <laughs> they're still parents, damn it. But then I had my adopted parents who divorced each other and married step parents, which created even more problems for me. It's like, oh my God, you know, most people just have two parents to contend with. I had six. I don't know what the hell I was thinking when I chose this for myself. And yes, I am taking responsibility for choosing that for myself because I know I did that. I did that. You know, it is my choice to have six parents calling me, worrying about me, wondering what I'm doing. And I mean, you know, imagine your mother calling you and asking you, the questions. What'd you eat today? Did you get enough sleep? Did you do a number two? I don't know if your mom says that, but I know some people whose mothers will ask, did you do that? Yeah, it's not your business. Ah. <laughs> My mom's thing was, did you brush your teeth today? It's like, mom, I had a problem brushing my teeth when I was 12 years old, but when I got braces, I started brushing my teeth like 10 times a day. Now I'm down to four times a day, you know, so I'm okay. I'm never not going to have a day in which I brush my teeth or don't brush my teeth. I'm always going to brush my teeth every freaking day. In fact, right now, as I'm talking to you guys, I'm looking at my, um, my, uh, dental floss right here on my desk, you know, <laughs> cause if I'm watching a show on Netflix, sometimes I'm also flossing my teeth. I'm always doing something productive in addition to watching whatever, like if I have something on, it's usually in the background so that I can get other shit done, but I'm also feeling not as lonely cause I'm hearing voices. I mean, not from my head, but you know, from a TV show. Today, this afternoon, it was community. I wasn't really paying attention to it. 
it was an episode I'd already seen. I just had it on in the background and it it felt kind of nice to have that familiar whatever. My kids used to love the TV show community and they were always watching it and we were always uh, laughing about it. So, um, so I put on, you know, that every now and again, like my son and I had watched modern family. I love, love that show. And so we were, we had just finished watching it. Um, you know, I, we, we finished it and then I read watched it and it was like, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> you know, sometimes so shows like that I'll have on in the background sometimes. Um, but today it was all about, uh, I just put on a green day. I just told the person, um, a L E X a don't want to say it out loud. Cause she's going to turn herself on <laughs> and hear my request. And you know how that goes. <laughs> and then I have to fight with AI robot. <laughs> but anyway, um, thank God she doesn't know how to spell her own name. Okay. I'm kidding. She's a computer. Of course she could spell her own name, but she's not listening for me to <laughs> spell it. So anyway, um, you know, but just today I just asked her, Hey, put on, you know, green day music. And so I could just play with a cat, do things around my house, dance, dance with the cat, by the way, knowledge Raven spell for those of you who have asked is no longer in hate. Thank fricking God. She was the sweetest little girl all day today, except when she wasn't, she bit me a lot today because she likes to play. And sometimes that includes biting hard. (laughs) That's why I call her Panther, but we were able to play normally. She did not twerk or scream or do any of her weird shit she was doing (laughs) when she was in heat. She wasn't calling the cat and then screaming at him for showing up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my cat no longer has PMS. She has no longer the twerking thing. She's not doing this weird thing where she's asking me for sex and backing up against my leg. That shit is embarrassing. And she did that to the the landlord when he was over fixing the shower head. It was just like, God, I can't, I can't even with that. (laughs) I'm going to try to get her um, fixed in the next like few days. I'm going to talk to the doctor and set up an appointment for either this week or next week, because that, that was crazy. I do not want to see her suffer like that anymore. I'm just going to have her spayed and then she'll be calm and relaxed. Hopefully she won't bite me as much. You know, that's another thing. I think animals, they spray, they bite, you know, she peed outside of her litter box when she was in heat. I'm like, Oh my God, this stuff is, it's this, this is no joke. (laughs) I haven't had, I don't think I've ever, no, I've been around two animals over 20 years ago, two, uh, girl cats I lived with and they both went into heat, you know, but they were able to go outside. So all the weirdness was outside. It wasn't in the house, you know, and I don't want my cat to go outside because, you know, there's dogs, there's cars, there's feline aids. I don't, I don't want to put her in danger. You know, I do take her outside but in her carrier so she could safely see the world, but from, you know, the comfort of her little home, (laughs) her mobile home. (laughs) It's kind of like a mobile home for cats. It's kind of weird. But anyway, um, so I'm going to read to you guys a couple things. Um, I am, uh, friendly to the LGBTQIA, um, community because I'm a part of it. 
so the things I'm about to read, I don't want it to upset you if it's, you know, like, oh, you know, woman oriented <clears throat> or, um, so I want, I'm going to read it and then we'll try to unravel it in a way that's not gender biased. Um, you know, cause if it applies to you, it does. And we can change some of the ideas, um, to make it, you know, feel like it applies more to everybody. Also, I'm not trying to single out, single out only, uh, female, um, females or, um, women, uh, when I read these, because, um, men can go through this stuff too. So, um, maybe to, maybe I'm not even aware of what men go through, honestly, (laughs) just being honest. The fact that I'm not really a man, I don't really, I don't know. So, all right. Um, so on, um, Instagram, I saved some of these amazing things that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, over the past few weeks, I've been finding some really good ones. Let me see here. Um, all right. Uh, oh yeah, that was a good one. Actually, I found another one I might want to bring up tomorrow. Okay. <clears throat> but for today, this one is, was put out by Prudence Good E Witch. All one word, Prudence Good Witch. Good has an E at the end, G-O-O-D-E. And, um, she put this and this was originally, um, put out there by at gin and chronic. Oh, that's cute. Gin and chronic. And then there's two underlines. So anyway, um, this is what it says. I'm going to read it and it is slightly gender biased. So we're going to reread it and, and go into it a little bit, um, without the gender bias. Okay. Trying to make it non-binary. Okay. I am shutting down any talk of losing weight for the summer. Fed girl summer. Buy a size up girl summer. Pasta and wine girl summer. If somebody fancies you less because you're 15 pounds heavier, then you should never have considered them in the first place. Girl summer. (laughs) All right. So uh, maybe we want to possibly you know, rephrase, you know, the word girl, change that to woman, (laughs) but also, um, you know, so, but that's, that's something that, uh, we put on ourselves as women, um, you know, or females, we want to look good. We want to what be thin, lose weight. Um, worry about what other people think of us or men. And once we realize that our bodies were not created for the male gaze, G A Z E, not G A Y S. Then we can become quite happy, quite happier. You know, my body was not created for every fucking man out there to stare at me. My body was created so that I, my soul can inhabit it while I walk around this 3d earth and get shit done. That's it. Now, part of that shit I need to get done or want to get done is someday. I do want to have my twin flame in my life sooner rather than later. You know, I want him in my life and I want 
you know, to share my body physically with him, but I don't want to share my body with anybody else physically. I don't want, you know, so I'm not here to turn other people on. I'm not here to look good so they could get all hot and bothered. I don't give a crap. I literally don't give a crap anymore. And if you are um, a female um, and you're starting to feel the pressure of, of this, shut that crap down right now. Shut it down. Don't think about losing weight for the summer. Now, guys, I don't know what you go through. You know, now if you're um, trans, you have a whole nother set of things that you go through. Because you are one, you come from, well, okay, you come from a body with a specific gender, but your your mind and heart and soul is a different gender. And so it's like double or triple the issues mentally, the crap that society puts on you, your friends and family put on pressure, uh, you know, on you and there's other, other crap that goes on, you know, um, you know, like my, uh, child did not like the way that society was telling her she has to wear makeup. She has to be sexy. She has to have, um, even on the Disney channel, when my kids were very little, we got rid of TV completely because on the Disney channel, there was Britney Spears, um, being promoted in her itty bitty, tiny, itty bitty, a sexy kind of outfit she was wearing and she's dancing very provocatively and it was influencing my daughter when she was like three years old. And I'm like, fuck that shit. She's like four actually. It was when that they started doing that. My, my father-in-law has said, let's get, um, you know, satellite TV. I want to have, you know, that. So my husband said, sure, why not? And so he got it for us and for his dad and then when that happened, my, he said, screw this. And we just brought it back down to one screen. And that was for my father-in-law and the rest of us. We just watched videos from there on out. We're like, no, forget it. We're shutting that down right now. I, I, we didn't want my kids to think, I didn't want my son to grow up thinking that all women are there just to please him sexually, uh, visually, you know, that's bullshit. And both of my kids, I am proud to say are feminists. And it's not really from me. It's because my daughter saw this crap early on and said, I, and she saw me say no to it. And she started thinking, wow, you know, they're really trying to influence my mind. And after a while, she's like, I want more power. I want to be a man. I don't want to be a woman anymore, you know? And she's struggled with this um, on and off. I don't want to talk about her um, stuff because this is her stuff. Um, Her story is hers to tell, but I could see that she is struggling or has struggled with the ideas that are put on her as a woman. And then when she decided, look, I or she didn't decide, she realized, oh my God, I'm trans and I'm going to be a man. I want to be a man. And I, I identify more as a man. And then she started seeing how society puts stuff on her as a man or him as a man, them as a man. She says, okay, for me to call her, her, by the way, otherwise I would just call him, him or them, them only. But, um, you know, they want, she says she or they is okay. He, she, they, any of the pronouns are fine with me now. I'm like, okay, fine. So, um, (laughs) which has been very confusing for me, but I'm good with it now. But, um, anyway, so they were saying, look, um, 
it's it's hard uh, to navigate those waters, you know. Like, but she can see outside of both genders because she feels like she is both genders, right? And so it's been putting some information in my mind, having these conversations with my oldest child. And so I know about this from being a woman in a woman's body and accepting that I'm a woman, even though there are many, many days I feel like a man inside. I do not want to have an operation or go in turn into a man because I don't think I'm going to be a very good looking man. So I just, (laughs) I'd rather be a good looking woman because I just, I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, I did one of those camera things and I just, I'm like, I look like a freak, man. No one would ever talk to me if I look like that. (laughs) I looked a little bit like Zach Galifianakis if he did hard drugs (laughs) or harder drugs than maybe what he's done. But anyway, So think about, I'm shutting down any talk of losing weight for this summer. Okay. So for men, how about if we, you know, uh, or for the male masculine energies, how about if we say I'm shutting down the talk of beefing my muscles up for the summer, because as a man, you also are not made for the female gaze, G-A-Z-E again, not (laughs) G-A-Y-S. You're definitely not made for gay females, (laughs) but... But anyway, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, you're not, you're not there to be eye candy for me, especially if we're not in a relationship. It's not that I don't appreciate that, but I, I don't like to objectify men anymore. I did for a while. I was for a while. Ryan stacks. He's eye candy for sure. I enjoy watching his posts because he's a, he's hot, but, but I prefer though, seeing his posts with his twin flame when they're in love and they're doing pranks on each other or they're making funny videos, it's so much better, you know, although he is a pretty good looking man. I do appreciate that, but he is not eye candy for me in that way. Right. Even though he, he makes himself kind of puts himself in that position a little bit because he's a competitive bodybuilder. But anyway, you know, so some men put themselves in that position because they kind of enjoy that kind of attention from males and females. I think he enjoys even men saying, Ooh, man, your muscles are pretty nice. You know, and he is, he works really, really hard on his body and people that work hard, you know, want to, you know, women and men that work hard. Um, everyone that works hard at the gym wants to, um, you know, be recognized and acknowledged for that. I understand that. But, um, but if you're a man or a, a masculine person, um, you know, trans man, I don't want you to feel like you have to go out there and you have to look a certain way. You know, it, you could be a trans man and be overweight. That's okay. You can be a man and not be in shape. That's okay. Look at Will Smith recently, his, his stuff. He's all, Hey, just look at me. Boom. Look at me. And he's like slapping his stomach. Look, I got a dad bod. He's like, I'm going to fix it. But I mean, look at me. He's standing there in his underwear showing the whole wide world what he looks like after a year worth of pandemic, (laughs) not working out, not having a trainer, not doing any movies, you know, um, it's kind of refreshing to see that. Not that I wanted to see Will Smith in his underwear necessarily. I mean, I don't mind it, but I mean, see, there's that objectification thing. I'm not trying to do that, but, but I loved that he did that because he's so real, you know, his authenticity 
and his genuineness, right? So anyway, so fed girl summer. Yeah. No matter who you are, eat what you want to eat, eat what your, what your body craves. Now, if your body's craving constant sugar, then there's other things you have to deal with. But I mean, you know, go eat cherries, go eat cherry pie, eat extra whipped cream, you know, live a little, I mean, unless it's going to hurt you, then don't eat something that will hurt you. But yeah, go, go on with your bad self, as they say, (laughs) go on and do what's going to make you happy. If somebody is judging you because of the way that you look, regardless of who you are, regardless of what gender you identify with, regardless of any of that, then they're not meant for you in the first place. And you're not there. You're not put on this earth to please everybody. Whether in, you know, we're talking about physical body or mental and emotional ways of showing up in the world. You're not there for everybody. You know, somebody that I met recently was telling me about an older woman he knows. And then he started saying, well, you might want to consider this for your future. And I'm like, that's not going to be my future because he was saying that she was having a hard time walking upstairs. And I told him that I live on the second floor and it's like, well, you know, she and I are different. You know, I have four metal rods in my leg. That's why I have a problem walking upstairs. Sometimes she's 62 years old and didn't take care of herself. That's why she has a problem walking because I was actually training to walk the Camino in Spain when I got injured. So, you know, I broke two bones in my leg and got the metal rods and didn't quite heal right. So I have a little bit of a problem once in a while. Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes not so much, but, um, you don't put me in that category. And then, then he made some comment about my being overweight and I thought, well, I'm okay with who I am. I didn't even shut him down. I was like, he could have his opinion. He's like, he's like, no offense to you. I'm like, I don't care. Your opinion is your opinion. It has nothing to do with me. And you know, when you have that kind of a stance and you come from that kind of a place of power, it's like, so what, you know, do I want to lose weight? Yeah. Am I losing weight? Actually? Yeah. I've lost, um, maybe 10 or 12 pounds since I moved to here to the beach. I'm eating less desserts because Lena, oh my God, where I used to live, you know, there's like three or four women that were always competing to see who can make the best desserts. <laughs> and I was eating five or six delicious desserts every week. It was ridiculous. And it was like 50 cents to a dollar for each dessert. It was so ridiculously good and cheap. <laughs> and I'm so glad I'm not on a list like that anymore. Holy moly. <laughs> so, I mean, just like cutting out all those sweets really, really has made a difference. Now I'm eating like maybe one candy bar every two weeks. And that's not that big of a deal. You know, have one cheat day a week, you know, like I had the other day, I had potato chips. They're actually corn chips. <laughs> Cause I couldn't find any potatoes. I'm, you know, it's like, you know, can't, can't an Irish girl get a, get a potato in this town <laughs> or gal. I meant to say gal there, not girl. But, um, yeah, so there's that. Um, there was another thing here that I wanted to read. Okay, here it is. Let me see how much time I got left on this. I want to make sure. Oh yeah, we're good. Um, so yeah, um, this is another one. 
Some people will hate you simply because they see you enjoying the success they don't have from the work they haven't done. (laughs) I mean, that's a good one. I'm going to read it again. This is from, um, Jesse in is an astro. I don't know. I think that's his name. Innocent astro. I don't know. Jesse J E S S E I N I S A N A S T R O. And I don't know where he's from. It's saying Cluj Napoca. Anyway, I don't even know what that means. <clears throat> I mean, or where that is, I should say. So anyway, Jesse Innisanastro. So I like his, um, I like his posts quite a bit And this. I'm going to read this again to you guys. Some people will hate you simply because they see you enjoying the success they don't have from the work they haven't done. So this is part of that path of least resistance. Never hate people who are jealous of you, but respect their jealousy because they're the ones who think you are better than them. You don't think you are, but when people are jealous of you, it feels so icky, right? So never hate those people. Just respect the jealousy that they're feeling because they think that you're better than them. That means that they recognize that work that you've done that they haven't done. They're just jealous that they haven't done the work, but they translate it as to resenting you and being jealous of you when they should be looking in the mirror going, Oh shit, I didn't do all that work. Huh? They say it takes 10,000 hours to get, um, to be very, very like professional at something. 10,000 hours of work, hard work. You want to be a a really good artist, go paint for 10,000 hours. You're going to be a master on the other end of that. I guarantee it. You know, I mean, my, my painting, I, I, I think I've probably put 40 hours into it my whole life. I mean, okay. I've done more than that, but I just feel like, I mean, my, my, my art kind of looks like I'm still in kindergarten sometimes, (laughs) but I have friends who are really, really good at art. And that's all they do all day long is they paint, they paint, they paint, they draw, they draw, they draw. When they're not painting or drawing, they're contemplating and meditating. When they're not doing that, they're doing ayahuasca in the jungle and they're really working on their shadow side. My friend Andres, he does that. He is, he's from the jungle in Colombia and I met him in the city of Medellin and he was just painting little birds and butterflies on the hostel walls above every light switch he painted a bird and a butterfly and then he wrote the um name in uh, latin of all these different species that are found in colombia so he painted some really cool really cool stuff but it was okay it was like wow he's a pretty good artist and then all of a sudden his art got better and better and i watched his art just have this explosion of It's like he almost had an explosion of knowledge. He started learning techniques or something. And all of a sudden his art started taking off. Now he has showcases and um, his stuff is in galleries in Germany and throughout Europe. He's so freaking good. Just so amazing. And he, he paints 
ancestors that came to him during ayahuasca journeys. He paints um, leopards and pumas and jungle plants with faces and fairy folks that he's seen while he was on ayahuasca on a journey with the plant medicine. It's pretty good, pretty interesting, you know, but he's done the work, you know, so don't be jealous of him. Be grateful. He showed you the way, right? So that's an example for, you know, so never hate people who are jealous of you, but respect their jealousy. They're the ones who think you're better than them. Obviously you don't think you're better than anyone. Hopefully you don't. I mean, I don't think I'm better than anyone. I just know that I have more knowledge in certain areas than other people. And that's why I'm sharing my knowledge so that now everyone can have I'm leveling the, the spiritual playing field. <laughs> um, and here's another one. Uh, the envious nature of men so prompt to blame, so slow to praise. Yeah. That's when people are envious of you, right? They don't want to, they'll blame you for sure. Sure. Shit. They'll blame you in two seconds, but yeah, praising you takes a little longer or if ever. Um, now Nick, Nicoli, Nicolo Machiavelli, he says, everyone sees what you appear to be. Few really know what you are. Everyone sees what you appear to be. Few really know what you are. So this is the whole post. Um, you know, but yeah, so when people are acting, um, jealous, uh, uh, towards you, that's a lot of the time that's what's happening is they just know on some level that they did not do the work, you know, have you ever, uh, been in network marketing or multi-level marketing? I've done, um, this in a couple different companies and, I noticed that when I was working really, really hard, 12 hour days, seven days a week for a while, like for two months. And then after that, I enjoyed uh, $2,000 or more every month in passive income for two whole years, you know, cause I put in the work, but I didn't keep it up and I would have been a millionaire if I had kept it up, but then shit like, you know, my divorce happened and then my husband died and I had to watch my kids for, or not watch my kids. They're my kids, but I had to raise my kids alone for 10 years. So everything kind of went to hell in a handbasket. But I remember thinking, God, just look at all the work I did and look at what, the, what rewards I'm reaping and how many people were in my business. And then they quit because they were too lazy to do the work or they were resisting doing the work. And they did not want to take the path of least resistance, which is doing the work in the beginning to reap the rewards in the end. Right? So that was like, you know, something I did for a while. I was doing this in the world of travel and everybody wants to travel, loves to travel. And I was helping people save up to 90% off of travel while also having a business in which they could become financially free. And several of my people took off and did become financially free. And, um, most of my people just quit because they didn't want to do any work at all. You know, and, and a lot of people are like, well, this doesn't work. I'm like, well, it's working for me. So if it works for me, it can work for you. We don't have different skill sets because I'm telling you exactly how to do it. But that's not only in that kind of a business. It's every kind of business. It's every kind of everything. It's uh, on the spiritual path, you know. If you're not going to meditate and you're not going to look into yourself and you're not going to look at your shadow side, then you're not going to be a spiritual master. Sorry to say you might have moments where your Kundalini raises, or you might have moments where your, um, 
you know, you get a flash of inspiration. Does that mean you're an enlightened master now? No. Somebody put out a really annoying, um, post uh, a couple days ago where it said, um, about Kundalini. When your Kundalini raises, that means you're instantly enlightened. And I remember thinking things similar. And I remember when my Kundalini raised for the first time and I pulled it all the way up to my crown chakra and out the top of my head. And I was feeling this energy coming out of my head and it felt like I was a fountain and grandma Marion's spirit came to me and she said, be a fountain unto the world. And I was so amazed. I was like, wow. And that energy was flowing and flowing and flowing for months after, just like that. My Kundalini was raised. And I remember looking at my husband and my spontaneous Kundalini raising sparked his spontaneous Kundalini raising the same day. So when mine was finished raising his immediately raised and we were like, Whoa. And then when it was done, I looked at him and he looked at me and I'm like, is that it? He's like, what do you mean? Is that it? That's pretty freaking awesome. I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, are we, uh, enlightened masters yet? And he looked at me and I looked at him and, and we both burst out laughing because we know we knew the answer was hell. No, <laughs> do you know everything? No. Can you create a, a, an orange tree in the backyard with a fully ripened fruit in 10 minutes? No, then you're not a fully realized master that can manipulate time and space and matter and all of reality. If you can't pop in and out of places with your mind yet, you're not an enlightened master. Just because you're Kundalini raised doesn't mean you're anything. It just means that you're Kundalini raised. <laughs> but usually to get to that level, I mean, now it's spontaneously raised. It wasn't like I wasn't spiritual beforehand. Um, I was very, very spiritual beforehand. In fact, I had been meditating for years. <laughs> I'd been studying in mystery schools for years. And then when it happened, I knew exactly how to handle it. Thank God. Thank God. When Kundalini starts to raise, a lot of people freak out and it will shoot down into the earth sometimes. And then that person becomes permanently crazy. And I was able to have wherewithal my mind, my wits about me. Oh shit. Keep raising that up. Raise it up. Raise it to the third eye. Focus on your third eye. Raise it that to that level minimum. And then if you can raise it out your crown and then you're okay. And you, you raise it just by concentrating, focusing on it, thinking about it and breathing deep. And that's it, you know, but if I wasn't already on a spiritual journey, that might not have happened for me correctly. I might just be totally crazy right now, but thank you, God, knock on wood. I'm okay. You know, and I'm here to share my wisdom with you guys so that when it happens for you, and it's going to happen for sure, it's going to happen. Some people have spontaneous Kundalini raise, raises, uh, raisings, whatever what you want, not raisins, <laughs> but sometimes it happens for people when they, when they get, um, I was in a, a crisis of, um, health. I literally died in my husband's arms and then all of a sudden I came back to life after visiting, um, uh, the female God on a throne on a golden throne, she sat and she had a female voice and I was like, wow, I always knew God is a woman. And she says, well, there's mother and father God. I'm appearing to you now because 
you know, I had a conversation I wanted to have with you basically. She didn't say it that way, but it was good. It was interesting when that happened. But, um, we had a lot of conversations about a lot of things. And then I came back into my body and then immediately after my spot, my Kundalini just rose all the way up. Are we there yet? No. Uh, you know, raises up once doesn't mean you're in the fifth dimension and you're loving life and living large and you're a millionaire and all your diseases are gone and everything's great. Your diseases do go away though, or like lessen quite a bit. And you can, um, control a lot more in your body once that happens. At least that's what happened for me. And for you it might be different. And for every human being is different because we're all unique individuals, obviously. But, um, I wanted to share these ideas and thoughts with you today. I thought it was time and um, so don't put a bunch of crap on yourself because it's a special season you know like oh summer's coming I have to have that beach body whether you're male or female however you identify masculine or feminine regardless of what your body's doing you know however you're identifying I don't want you to you know like you're trying to become a female you know, you're a trans uh, woman and you're just like, oh, it's, you know, I've got to do this for my summer. You don't, you don't have to, you know, you have to, when it's an internal pressure coming from you and you feel compelled to do something because it's going to make you happy, but you're not, don't feel compelled to, um, do something because society tells you that's like the big point. And also don't worry about people's, uh, shade that they throw because, Hey, you know what? It is what it is. And in fact, I have one more quote from you guys for you guys. Um, this comes from chakras, high power, C H A K R A S H I G H P O W E R chak chakras, high power. So, okay. She says, uh, Create an aura so powerful that all shady energy directed at you naturally bounces back to its original manifester. Create an aura so powerful that all shady energy directed at you naturally bounces back to its original manifester. I just thought that was a really good quote. So I, I felt compelled. Oh, and I looked it's 45, 55 into the introduction, which is, uh, there it is your, if you're keeping score <laughs> and you want your angel number for the day, there it is, babe. That is it 55 or five, five, five. And let's get into spaceweather.com. I hope you got something out of my introduction today. And thank you, uh, for those of you who have DM'd me on uh, Instagram at mermaidgirl888. Um, and you've told me, thank you for the talk. You said it really touched me. It, it, it rang true. Things uh, you said brought some things to light. No, you're not here for other people to gawk at you, stare at you, become turned on by you, and have sexual fantasies about you at all, no matter who you are, no matter what gender you are, whether your body's doing something different than your mind is doing, you're not here for the view of other people. You're here to get the shit done that you want to do. 
for some of you, maybe you're going to be a trapeze artist. Some of you are going to be a janitor, but you're going to write the great American novel. Maybe some of you are here to have families and be a good father or a good mother. Maybe some of you are here to be, um, an artist and musician and inspire the world. Some of you are fashion designers and some of you are jewelry makers. And some of you work in an office and you inspire other people by helping uh, homeless people on the weekend, right? Everybody has their thing, you know, and, um, I can't guesstimate what all of you guys are doing. I don't, I don't know how you live, but you're not here to please other people is my point. You're not here to please other people by how you look. So don't worry about it. And you're not here to please other people by shrinking yourself down so that other people can feel good about themselves. No, make them raise themselves up to meet your level or you just move on. You don't need to be, you don't need to go down to somebody else's level because you have done the work and you have reached the pinnacle of success in your field. Or if you're in the process of that, don't let other people drag you down to their shady shit. That's the point I wanted to make there. Um, hopefully, hopefully that, that hopefully this message reached the right people. If it's not for you, you know, Hey, if it doesn't apply, let it fly, babe. All right. So here it is spaceweather.com. Solar wind speed today is 299.9. There it is. There's another angel number for you. 99 and 999. You might want to check out 299 too, just in case. But anyway, solar wind speed being 299.9 kilometers per second. To me, that tells me we are not in any kind of solar wind stream whatsoever. And I bet you that the uh, dollars to donuts, the uh, probably the, um, cosmic radiation coming through has gone up. We're going to check that in a minute. Um, I did want to say though, this morning we had a weak impact of a CME. It did hit earth's magnetic field as expected at 1300, uh, UT C time, I guess. Um, it was a glancing blow delivered by a storm cloud that left the sun on the 28th of May. Now this weak impact barely altered the solar wind speed around earth, which I just showed you cause 299 is nothing. I mean, usually when we get a steady solar wind stream, it's like, you know, 499 on up to 600 to 700 kilometers per second. And when it's like less than 300, it's like, eh, it's not really doing much. It's not altering the solar wind speed at all. So, Hey, so it's not sparked a geomagnetic storm. So, uh, Aurora Borealis is not expected today. There is a very interesting, uh, picture of Jupiter. If you would like to see Jupiter and one of its moons, this is a pretty cool picture. It's on spaceweather.com if you're interested. Now, the magnetic field of sunspot AR2827, which we've been monitoring for a while, has simplified since yesterday. So now it has reduced the threat of Earth-directed flares, which is good. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get over here. Noctilucent clouds, there's a beautiful uh, picture of some NLCs that someone uh, found or saw in their sky and they took a picture and shared it. So go ahead and look at that. If you're interested, um, 
on spaceweather.com. Now the Ulu neutron counts, uh, well, what did I tell you? It did go up 0.6% increase in the past 48 hours. We're now at 9.7%, which is high. It's at a high level of the space age average. Um, this is, um, the neutron counts coming out of new, um, Ulu, Finland. They check for neutrons, which is just a part of the particles that are bombarding earth at any given moment. And when we don't have much solar wind to protect us, we get bombarded by other cosmic radiation. And this is what is causing all of our ascension symptoms. Um, in my opinion. So it just seems like one way or the, or another, we're getting bombarded by stuff. And speaking of being bombarded by stuff, according to the all sky fireball network and NASA's all sky cameras, 21 fireballs that were sporadic, just random (laughs) 21 fireballs were clocked over the United States meteoritic fireballs. So these are meteors that catch fire as they enter our atmosphere. So 21 were found over the U S today, 21. So, uh, let's see a stream of solar wind is flowing right now from the equatorial coronal hole and it will be reaching earth tomorrow and the next day on the third and the fourth of June. Now, if you have any, um, let's see if you have any flights, if you're going to get on an airplane and you want to make sure before you book the flight, especially please go to spaceweather.com and towards the bottom of that first page there, they do have a list of flights that are what they're calling the hot flights that have more radiation. You do not You want to avoid the radiation at all costs because it can affect you in various ways and you just don't need to be bombarded with that shit in on certain flights in certain times you can, it's almost like gain a couple x-rays the whole time you're in the air. It's like several x-rays in a row, which can eventually lead to other shit like cancer. So if you are going on a flight, make sure before and after your flight for weeks in advance and weeks after make sure you're taking a lot of, um, you know, high nutritional food into your body, drink your green juices, you know, beets and carrots and tangerine or orange or pineapple juice. Just make sure you're doing right by your body. If you, uh, now that the pandemic is kind of coming to a close, um, be very careful, be leery of, um, the radiation you're taking into your body. Every time you get on an airplane, you're risking that. So make sure you treat your body really nice. Okay. Because it's the only one you have while you're here, unless you're a spiritual master and you could create a brand new body, then you've got to treat the one you're in (laughs) better. Right? So, okay. Um, now we're going to go over to disclosurenews.it. Now earlier I looked this up and it said nine and something is going funky with my font. I can't get it to black. And one of you did write to me and say, check the accessibility for visually impaired people, (laughs) you know, to see if it would like go to a black font and it, it, it didn't have that as an option. They just had, um, uh, like you could put, click a button and then, you know, if you're deaf, 
it will, it will, um, nope, that's not it. If you're deaf, it was, wasn't for visually impaired. It was for hearing impaired people. So I guess it would just say whatever the video is saying, basically. So, all right, it's not showing this. I've got to pause this for a second. So, you know, with, oh, I just looked as 55, 22. There you go. Two more 55 again and 22. Those are the numbers. So, uh, you had to pause that for a minute because, you know, with Mercury retrograde, everything is going haywire. I had changed the font to large, which changed all of the websites to not work any longer. And now I have gone three times now to change it back to medium font. <laughs> all right. I give in, you know, um, and it, it's still not working. Cause of course, you know, Mercury retrograde being what it is. Anyway, I looked again on this uh, website and they're only showing nine is the Hertz frequency coming out of Italy, which is just barely above normal. Normal is 7.83. So eh, not a lot to write mama about there. So, okay. Right now, um, the, uh, closest to us in time right now is Monday, May 31st at the 2300 hour that I have a list of what was going on in the world as far as the Schumann residences power are, are concerned. So at that hour, the 2300, like 11 o'clock at night, um, on the 31st. So Monday in California, they were at 91 Hertz frequency in Hofuf, Saudi Arabia. They were at 95 Hertz frequency in Lithuania. They were at 141 Hertz frequency in Alberta, Canada. They were at 184 Hertz frequency. And in Northland, New Zealand, they were at 62 Hertz frequency. I mean, you could tell that all of these are way, way bigger. They're vastly different energies compared to the little nine Hertz frequency over in Italy. Right? So anyway, um, and last but not least and never to be outdone. Well, at least today, not to be outdone. Holului, South Africa was at 339 Hertz frequency. So if you're anywhere near South Africa today or on Monday, you're going to notice a big leap. The energies are running high. You might feel uh, lethargic and a lot of, um, you know, like maybe you need to sleep more, drink more water, eat healthier. Uh, maybe mentally you're having some foggy issues. You're probably going to want to take it easy and um, just be a little bit more gentle on yourself. So I think if you're in these parts of the world where it's like the spiking, like in Canada, Alberta, and also in Lithuania, I mean, it's like in triple digits. So be very, very careful. Anyway, that's it. I'm going to take a quick break, guys. When I come back, I'm going to be channeling Brother Yeshua tonight, right after this three-second musical clip. (laughs) I'll be right back, guys. guys. So, um, I'm recording this a couple hours after I ended the first half because my beautiful kitten is back to her normal self (laughs) having passed through the pond far. (laughs) Um, she 
wanted me to hold her in my arms like a little baby upside down with her all four of her little tiny paws touching my cheeks and her little tail wrapped around my arm which was so cute and so sweet and I just couldn't resist her teeny tiny little nose (laughs) her little face and the way her eyes she looks deep into my soul and you know I just when you have a little creature like this it's impossible to say no at least for me I have no cells resistance when it came to my children when they were babies <laughs> and I am the same way with my cat I have no cells resistance when it comes to adorable little cats <laughs> She's nine months old. She's a full-grown cat, but she's just so freaking cute when she's being very sweet. So there you have it. So here we are a little bit late getting this out again. But the reason was because my kitty cat is no longer in heat and she needed to be cuddled. (laughs) What an excuse, right? Can you imagine? I'm sorry, sir. I couldn't make it to work on time because my cat was being kind of needy. She needed me to hold her (laughs) for two hours like a baby. (laughs) And so in the meantime, I was just like, okay, I'm going to watch a Korean drama. I love Korean shows. And Move to Heaven. I watched the first episode of Move to Heaven and... What a deep, powerful show. I mean, if you need a good cry, watch the first episode of Move to Heaven. It is in English. It's also in Spanish and Korean. If you want to hear the original Korean, um, it's very interesting. But I had it in the English, um, and I put English subtitles because what the person is saying in English is way different than what it's in the subtitles. You could kind of guess which way it goes (laughs) in Korean. Like, you know, they'll say the F word in one second, you know, like in the the subtitles, but the guy on the screen is going, Oh no. But like down there is this fuck. And it's like, well, it's kind of (laughs) funny. The discrepancy is like massive between what it's saying at the bottom of the screen versus what you're hearing. It's super funny to me. Anyway, I uh, know now I'm like having like a whole allergy thing. Oh goodness. Um, I also started watching Kim convenience. That's another, uh, Korean, um, drama, but it's more of a, a comedy. I think it's kind of a both comedy drama. So two cool new shows. I'm just watched the first episode of each just to see, I'm looking for a new show. Just, because I'm bored, I guess. Anyway, um, I got freaked out because it said that like the lady said she has MS and I'm like, dude, I have all the damn symptoms of that. I looked it up. I'm like, what is MS? Multiple sclerosis. I looked it up. There's 16 symptoms. I have all 16. I'm like, oh my God. So I asked my higher self and I asked God and God's like, I'm not going to give you that. You've had too much shit going on in your life already. Don't worry. 
I'm like, yeah, but I was numb and my legs were numb every day. When I woke up, all my limbs were tingly. I'm freaking out, you know, and, (laughs) and they're not anymore now that I've moved out of elevation. So I think I was just having long range elevation sickness, which is very similar to MS and I'm getting better except my vision goes in and out. Like I'm okay right now, but earlier today. So I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely going to look up the naturopathic way of reversing all this. And as soon as my floor is put in, I'm going to start doing those exercises to reverse all diseases. So I wanted to bring this up because if you are diagnosed with something terrible, if you're diagnosed with cancer, DM me at mermaidgirl888. I will give you the recipe that I use to get rid of cancer in 21 days. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's super easy. And even if you're extremely weak, it's very easy to make. You know, um, on my worst days, I was still able to make it. I had to make it. It was very easy. It's just a juice. Make it in your blender at home. Literally, I think the whole cure for 21 whole days probably cost me $21. It's like a dollar a day. It's super, super easy. Anyway, um, it cleanses your blood, cleanses everything, and bada boom, bada bing. You know, maybe it'll take you longer or less, you know, depending. But it helps everything, not just cancer, but prevents it too. Scientifically proven. Which it was proven right after. I cured it in my body and then like a week later, the scientists came out and said, hey, this is, hey, we found a juice cure for cancer. What do you know? (laughs) I'm like, that's really weird timing. It was literally one week after I did that. Anyway, um... So God tells me, I'm not going to give you this to you. You've been through so much shit in your life. Thank God. Oh my God. And I asked my, uh, I have a, a spiritual healing team and they said, no, they scanned my body. They're like, no, you don't have it. Thank God. But, um, if you do have it or anything else, um, the five Tibetan rites or the five Himalayan rites, R-I-T-E-S, you could just, there's a book about it you could read, but if you want to get to the nitty gritty, just go on YouTube. A bunch of people have the how to on how to do these exercises. And if you, it takes like five to 10 minutes a day, depending on how many, um, you do every day, you start slow and move your work your way up, but it reverses aging and it reverses all disease. And when you do it correctly, you will no longer have sinus issues or asthma or anything. And I was doing it for a while. In fact, I did it for two weeks and I was, um, around 40. And it's after two weeks, um, really, really young guys were hitting on me thinking I was literally their age, like 19, 20, 21. Like it was really crazy. Like you know, Hey, Hey mama, are you, are you here with you? Are, are these your siblings? They would point to my kids and it happened again and again and again. It wasn't just one guy flattering me. It was crazy. So the Himalayan five rights really work. It reverses all of your aging. It reverses, um, all disease. And I wanted to bring that up because maybe you needed to hear this and maybe you needed to pass this information along to anyone else. The book that I was mentioning a second ago is by Peter Kelder, K E L D E R. You could get this on, um, Amazon or pretty much any book store has it. 
um, probably could get used on eBay and you might be able to find a PDF online by now, but I got it, um, in my Kindle and, um, on my Kindle app and I had it downloaded and I read it. God, it took me three days, maybe two and a half days to read the whole thing. I was, it was unputdownable. It's a, an incredible story, but by Peter Kelder and it's the ancient secret of the fountain of youth is the name of the book. Anyway, so let's get into, um, the channeling. Ooh, I just took, I just took, um, uh, sinus spray. That's an anti-allergy. It's like prevents allergies. Nasonex. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but that's what they have down here. So, oh man, I hadn't taken it in about a week. I forgot about it. I moved it and then it went, you know, out of sight, out of mind. I cleaned off my desk and then there you go. (laughs) All right. Um, oh man. Yeah. It just, (laughs) something is blooming outside for damn sure. Or either that or the cat had something in her fur and I cuddled her too close. I don't know. She put all four paws on my cheeks. So whatever was in her fur, maybe anyway. Um, so I am a channeler. I've been channeling. Um, I've been telepathing my whole life and it's a skill that was always natural to me. So I never thought about it until uh, recent years when I realized, wow, I actually can telepath and, um, channeling. I am not a direct channeler. I do channel via telepathy, which basically is mind talking. I don't do mind reading of people. Although I have been in rooms where all of a sudden I'm aware of people's thoughts. Um, I've been in a room where suddenly I heard everyone's thoughts at once, but only for like a couple seconds and then it's gone again. Like that was weird. And it created, um, a problem, (laughs) an overstimulation problem. Um, I'm on the spectrum. I took that quiz and I found out that I'm on the spectrum, which made a whole hell of a lot of sense. My whole life made sense suddenly like, Oh yeah. All right. I haven't been diagnosed officially, but I took a quiz from a doctor who looked it over and wrote me and said, yeah, looks like you have it. Even though I haven't been seen in person, but I definitely, my daughter, my oldest child also, um, think she might have it as well, or she's, you know, on the spectrum. But, um, so when you get overstimulated, it's like, ah, and can you imagine you're overstimulated by the environment already? You're in a room full of people. And then all of a sudden you hear what everyone's saying. It's like, whoa, (laughs) it was like, I need to go uh, right now. (laughs) I got to get out of here. Um, I've had times where I'm so overstimulated. I just have to leave. I can't even talk for a while. It's like, I'm, I've got to go, you know, I'm very high functioning obviously, but, um, I've had moments like that and I'm glad it doesn't happen all the time. And I don't try to read people's thoughts, but part of telepathy sometimes can be that where you're in a room with somebody and they say something and snarky and rude. And you're like, 
what the hell? How dare you say that to me? And they're like, I didn't say anything. And it's like, oh, shit. I actually heard what you said in your mind about me. Ooh. (laughs) It's like, okay, at least I know now. But I've never really tried to go read people's minds. But I do use telepathy to receive when someone is trying to talk to me. But I've raised my vibration so high that I don't hear like the lames, <laughs> the lamos, the people who are going to be like trying to scare me. One time a guy was freshly dead and he was a spirit, a ghost, because he didn't catch his light. Spirits can travel between, you know, heaven and here, but ghosts are the ones that are trapped. That's the only difference. And, um, a couple of you have written me saying that you are, we might go over this tomorrow, uh, what to do when a spirit is, or a ghost is in your house. Um, how do you take care of it? Um, because it's kind of important to know, <clears throat> but especially if they're contacting you, that means that you're meant to be a, a spirit walker, you know, someone who w- walks between the worlds and helps the spirits or, you know, the trapped ghosts basically be released. So, um, anyway, I, uh, this is what I do. Uh, I telepath, I do this. So it's an indirect channeling. Um, direct channeling is when you allow your body to be fully taken over by the spirit and you're, you have zero awareness of what's happening. They take over your body, your limbs, they move your head and they hope they could open your eyes and see through your eyes and you have no Uh, control over your body temporarily. I don't do that. Freaks me out too much. Um, But what I do is I close my eyes. I do a little bit of um, deep breathing and I get in tune and I do a kind of like an energy matching. And it's something happens natural. So I haven't thought about this in a long time. Like exactly what is it that's occurring but I read a little uh, blurb on this on the internet today, and this person had written a little thing about what's telepathy. And they said when you vibrationally match with somebody, and you can, you know, basically you're talking with your mind, your mind talking. You, um, they will tell you whatever they want you to know, and then you receive it, and then you could tell them what you want them to know, and then they can receive it if they are. You could be a receiver or a sender or both in telepathy. I am telepathic with my twin flame who I love very much. He has wonderful, we have wonderful conversations. Sometimes they're just wonderfully mundane. What are you eating right now? Cool. That sounds good. You know, those kind of conversations. Um, something happened earlier today. I just was like, whoa, (laughs) I can't remember what it was. It was something to do with food, I think. Oh, no, motorcycle oil. I smelled motorcycle oil, motorcycle parts. And it was all of a sudden, and my, my door, my sliding glass door had been shut completely. I was talking to my friend, Laron, and we were just talking about just, you know, um, cool things that I discovered in Colombia um, when I was there for a couple months. And it was just, you know, just normal conversation. And all of a sudden... It smelled like I had uh, taken apart a motorcycle and there were parts everywhere 
and I could just smell the motor oil and I could smell the fresh motor oil and I could determine the, uh, uh, gunky motor oil that really needed, um, like, you know, that was the one we have to throw away. Like, like somebody, <laughs> i.e., I think my twin flame might've been working on his motorcycle, maybe changing the oil in the motorcycle. And I know that smell cause my son used to work on his bike in the house. <laughs> so I know the smell very, very well. And it was all of a sudden my whole, um, area where I was sitting smelled like it. And obviously I don't have any motorcycle oil here in my new apartment. I don't even have my son's beachy moto with me. So boom, here it is. And that was, that's a part of telepathy for me is, um, Claire smelling. <laughs> it's like Claire. It's like Claire audience is, you know, hearing and clairvoyance is seeing and Claire smelling. And I use all of these things together when I do a telepathy, um, session for you guys, um, or a channeling session. Um, so when I close my eyes, I can tune in when brother Yeshua and I were very close and we've been talking even before I did this for other people, he and I have been talking since I was a little girl and we knew each other 2000 years ago when he walked the earth as Jesus. And I was always, um, I don't know. I was just always with him. I mean, anytime he was where we were, like, you know, he was my cousin. So anytime he was in town, basically he traveled a lot, obviously y'all know that if you've read the Bible, but he and I were very close then. He called me little sister and he still calls me little sister, which is why when I do my channeling, I name the uh, title of every episode with him. I call him brother Yeshua because that's how I know him. It's how he knows me. And I just noticed it last time when I put brother Yeshua, I was like, Oh wait, maybe everyone else just calls him Yeshua. I just like really noticed that like a couple weeks ago, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but that's why I always say brother. Cause he was always like my big brother and he's like all of our big brother. But you know, in that life, he was like my cousin. I grew up knowing him in that life. Um, I feel very privileged, very lucky that I knew him. And, uh, about 20 years ago, I guess, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was 2007, 2006. I think it was maybe around 2007, right before I struck by lightning. Actually, I started having the direct memories of being with him. And I was there when he said, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. Um, I was there when he said that speech to a crowd of people. And when he said the greatest of these is love, he looked into my eyes and that was the direct memory that I had of him. And I was like, what? And I just started crying and bawling my head off because I was overcome with so much love for him. And I realized, Oh my God, I really did know him. You know, like I, I remembered it. And grandma Marion was my other cousin from that life. And she and I, died for his message. We were the first, uh, nuns before there were nuns. I always said since I was little and I brought his message of love and hope to Egypt where they promptly killed us and nobody ever wrote about us because we were just women. That's how it is. That's how the world works. <laughs> if we had been men, you all would have heard about us back then, but you know, for the past 2000 years, but since we're women, no one listened to us and they killed us. 
because they didn't want anything to do with it, with a message of peace and love. So, um, I remember, uh, my mom had asked me a question that upset me. She said something about, or she said that she would be willing to die for Jesus. And you have to ask yourself the question, are you willing to die for Jesus? And that was something her pastor had said. And I just got really angry about that for a couple weeks. I was really angry. And then when I realized I already did die for him. So before Christianity existed, I died for the Christ. So, you know, no, <laughs> been there, done that over it. <laughs> anyway, so let's get into the channeling. I'm already connected to brother Yeshua and I love him very, very much. We're, we're close. So we're going to see, I have no idea what the topic's going to be. I never do. Um, I always let my channeled guests figure it out on their own. And then that way I'm, I'm pure. I'm open to all in any possible message and then it comes through and sometimes though they will click, um, or they will pick something out of my brain. You know, they will see there's something there that's, um, you know, uh, more relatable or something that you guys have heard me say before. And so it sounds like I'm talking, but it's really that they took the concept or idea from me. They pluck it from my brain and go, what about this one? you know, relay this story or this message, or they will use a phrase that's something that I normally say, but it's just so that you guys can, cause you relate to me already. This is so, you know, they can relate something to you, um, through me in this way. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but anyway, that's why sometimes it happens like that. All right. Oh, I'm going to get into the trance here takes a couple seconds. Brother Yeshua, am I connected to you? Answers yes. I feel him right in front of me, smiling at me. Very peaceful and sweet. He has such a beautiful countenance, and every time we're together, there's such a uh, just a love and a joy that brings a lot more peace. He really brings the peace which passes beyond all understanding with him. It's a beautiful energy that he carries. And I feel it already. I, I, I can feel my body relaxing my uh, spine and back. It's starting to relax. Just, uh Anxiety is leaving. All right. All right. Begin transmission. This is Brother Yeshua. Most of you have heard of him as Jesus of Nazareth or Jesus the Christ. Um, and here he is, Brother Yeshua. Go ahead. Hello, my beautiful friends and disciples. Those of you who have followed my message your whole lives, I feel you. I see you. Those of you who read my words that were um, supposedly coming out of my mouth 2,000 years ago, I bring to you 
the energy and goodwill vibration of those words. And I try to put this energy into your heart so that even if the words are written slightly askew, you are getting the heartfelt message. All of you who read my words, I sit with you. I stay with you. I enter the room with you. And I sit in silent contemplation and in silent and beautiful thanksgiving as we can focus on the energy of those words, those concepts, those phrases, because they carry the desire to bring peace, joy, and love into your lives. I wrote these words about 2,000 years ago. And I said them out loud, although mostly they were unwritten. They were written down and left in a temple in the Himalaya mountains. But for the most part, you will not find them written in the word, in the words that I used at the moment in my handwriting, you will hear my words, my ideas, my thoughts as written down and then translated again and again and again for 2,000 years, many times over. And yet the spirit of my words remain. And the reason for this is, as I have told you, truly, I am with anybody who reads my words with a sincere heart, who wish to know the real me and the Christ me. The real me, I am a man that walked upon the earth. I walked upon the earth many times. I, over many lifetimes, perfected myself until I myself became one of the greats. If you would like to call the ascended masters the greats, the great masters, the ascended ones, the guides, the spirits that help shape humankind from behind the scenes. I sit with these beautiful souls, men and women, that wish nothing more than to carry the vibration of peace, joy, harmony, love, happiness, the ultimate peace energy. These vibrations are had 
by anybody who contemplates upon why they're important, what they mean on deeper levels. I bring these energies to you if you ask. All you need to do is say Jesus or Yeshua or brother, my brother, please help me find harmony. Help me know the energy of love. Brother, help me have more peace in my life. You can meditate on these things and ask me to come and sit by your side to meditate with you. I do this readily and happily. My heart is wide open to share in the moments of purity with you. Not only am I willing and able to do this, but also all of the ascended masters that live here in the Himalaya mountains, in Tibet, in Shambhala, in the places you have been reading about in the life and teaching of the masters of the Far East books. That was me, Elena, putting that in. All of these places you have been reading about have been brought to you for a reason. Only a privileged few are hearing these words spoken out loud on this show through Elena because there's a vibration that is held in her voice there is a vibration that is held in the words themselves and in the stories and those of us spiritual masters who have been channeled through Elena we hold an energy for you and a space for you that are listening to these words and you're contemplating these words. We are holding a space specifically for you. You personally, you who is listening to these words right now. Now we hold space and we send out the energy of love and grace, harmony and all of these delightful vibrations and emotions for all of humanity. But those of you who are hearing this particular message, we're holding a special, uh, I don't know. I, I just guys, he didn't say seance, but there's a word very similar to that. Uh, essence. There you go. It's almost the same words. I jumbled it. Okay. We are holding the essence of these vibrations in a room. It's a room shaped like a golden orb. And if you imagine a golden orb shaped room made of glass, very delicate, fine, very thin glass, almost like an old-fashioned 
Moroccan lamp or for some of you a Christmas ornament from a hundred years ago. Imagine you're sitting in a room floating in the air, in the clouds, high above the Himalaya mountains with a beautiful valley below and inside this glass room sit in a circle as many ascended masters as you can imagine and you are sitting among them and you are feeling and hearing and chanting the holy Om vibration or perhaps you have a different mantra you can imagine this and when you imagine this and even ask us to be with you you will go there and you will feel the space that we hold for you and we like to we would like to let you know this is uh, an amber colored glass it's a golden amber color and this helps you with the identity this helps you with your willingness to let go of the false and erroneous beliefs of who you think you are and what you think you're worth this is the reason for this color we want to help anybody who's interested in getting through and over these ideas we're willing to help you move through the stages and go through the process of letting go and of the grief and the loss you may feel when it comes to the lower chakra energies anytime you've been personally attacked for being you or made fun of for a disability you might have or anytime your identity was overlaid with a description from another and you believed it and took it in instead of knowing who you are these are the kinds of energies we are working with right now in humanity and we're willing to work with you directly to help get through the harder emotions you will feel us surrounding you if you allow this if you wish for this to happen just ask brother Yeshua or Yeshua or Jesus you can call upon me as the Christ energy the Christ light I am the Christ bearer I am the one that holds that energy anchored on planet earth but I am not the only one many other ascended masters that are in this dimension just above yours yet still upon the earth we hold this vibration and this energy for those of you who seek it truly and who need help getting there so if you were to visualize this imagine you're floating in an amber crystal room 
and there's round there he's showing me round pillows but they're in a circle and there's like a ring of a of a very comfortable cushion and you can imagine he's telling me you can imagine any this is me elena talking um it could be like um i'm seeing like a red and orange velvet or red not orange um like amber like really beautiful amber color and it's like a red uh very plush but a darker like a wine red like a merlot or a cabernet sauvignon uh color red you you can imagine any way you want but this is what he's showing me and he showed me that there's um hanging lanterns inside this room that are um there's like a little fire little flames all around <clears throat> to warm the space and he's showing me meditating masters and there's like a round rug you may sit on the rug you may sit on a cushion you can um, imagine however you wish but that you're holding the energy and the vibration of healing or the harmony so like for example if you feel distressed because you are in a survival mode he's showing me the energy of thriving hold the en- the opposite energy of what's bothering you hold that opposite positive vibration with the spiritual masters and imagine you're floating over a beautiful valley in the Himalaya mountains and the mountains are surrounding you on every side and you're floating in the clouds that's what he's showing me it's not a UFO I just heard some of you I could hear your I could hear your thoughts from the future it's really crazy a couple of you thought oh my gosh is that a UFO <laughs> no it's not a UFO but he's showing me this like a floating room okay so brother Yeshua was talking again he says this is a visualization I'm giving you now you're not going to actually physically be there but if you visualize this it's interesting enough to hold your attention while you're letting go of your tension so it holds your attention to release your tension in your body and in your chakras and you will ask if you will ask for us to cleanse your aura and your chakras and your energy of all of the past hurts that affected your first three chakras which we are finding is where most people are blocked at the moment we are willing to help you with these energies right now we're willing to help you with all energies that you need help with but these are the three that seem to be the most popular <laughs> He's laughing at the word popular, but he's saying this is the thing that most people are working with right now. And and then if you work through these three chakras, he's showing me um, your heart space is also very important because in order to love everyone, you have to have your first three chakras unblocked. And then you work on your heart space and you work on loving yourself and accepting love for yourself. So this is what he's saying. This is Brother Yeshua again. We are also finding that many of you 
are uh, keeping your own heart closed, your own heart chakra closed by refusing to accept love of yourself fully. You are accepting the bad and erroneous ideas from the greater society that lie to you. And among these lies include um, the idea that you need to eat a certain way or look a certain way or have a certain set of body parts a certain way in order to be loved. You have to smell a certain way, wear makeup a certain way, or your hair a certain way, or your muscles a certain way, or tattoos or no tattoos, or whatever, you know, wearing certain jewelry or wearing, you know, whatever. There's a lot of shallow and erroneous ideas that we are finding are lodged in the subconscious psyche of humankind. Now, every culture has it different. We're noticing in different cultures, it's different. Um, he's showing me in a, for example, in India, there are women that believe they are not attractive because they're not heavy enough. Their bodies are too skinny and they are having a hard time gaining weight, which is the opposite in the Western world where a lot of women feel that they're not thin enough. They have to lose weight. And then there are people in other countries who feel that they're not healthy enough or their skin doesn't have the right uh, uh, hue. They don't have the right color or they don't have the right um, color of hair or length of hair or um, their eyes aren't the right color or shape or whatever the message that has been given to each of these societies, all of the societies, there are these false beliefs that you cannot find love until these things are fixed for men or the masculine energies, which can include, uh, people with female bodies, but masculine energy inside Um, because everyone has a a holds every soul holds a vibration, but sometimes your body will hold an opposite vibration so that you can, um, learn to balance the two, the masculine and feminine, um, energies can balance together. Um, some of you came to learn that lesson, um, because you want to hold a higher vibration. So, okay, this is me, Elena. Um, you're asking, you're, so you're saying that people who come with the trans, um, the trans um, experience. Okay, yes, he's saying yes, that's what I mean. People that are coming to the planet now with a trans experience as their experience are doing so because they are already vibrating higher than most humans. And they are experimenting with the gender energies of the polarities. They will hold one vibration physically and in their spirit, they're holding another vibration. 
and it's masculine and feminine in a way in which it's balancing and they are balancing this for the whole planet. They are brave souls that should ought to be commended because their service to humanity and also to God is extremely great. The people who come here who wish to be um, in this experience of being transgender or transfluid hold a higher vibration because they are taking the opposite poles of masculine and feminine, male and female. And they are blending it together in one human experience that will help to anchor in the fifth dimension for the rest of humanity. They are here to anchor in, anchor us in, instead of anchored down, it's they're anchoring up into the fifth dimension. And for um, the rest of humanity, they're trying to accept their own um, gender energy. And then they're trying to accept other, the opposite outside of themselves. And then they're trying to balance and pull it that other into themselves. Whereas trans people hold all the vibrations together in one. When humanity was first created, they were at a higher vibration and then they became polarized in opposites. And that's when the twin flames were separated from each other. And so, okay, so, but trans people have a twin flame. Oh, wow. All right, so this is what he's saying about this. So when trans people have their twin flame incarnate with them, what is happening is one will be predominantly feminine, like like 46, 54%, right? So maybe one be predominantly masculine or feminine, and then hold the opposite energy, but their twin counterpart will hold the exact opposite. So say one twin holds 52% feminine, the twin will hold 48% feminine and 52% masculine. And then the other person will have 48% feminine, if that makes sense. So, and if it's 50, 50 in one, it'll be 50, 50 in the other because it is a sharing of the soul and the soul itself is 50% masculine, 50% feminine. But the experience of transgender and in, in the person may or may not identify as a trans person, but and they may or may not wish to go through the experience of the physical operation and the physical like taking of the hormones and all that, that's an individual choice based on the inner feeling, the internal, the internal feeling. And so 
Okay, you guys, I just saw, like, a bright purple, royal purple, um, shoot out of my hand just now as I'm, <laughs> I just opened my eyes and just, woo, this bright purple streak. Um, and, and I've been seeing fairies, fae folk all around me, uh, the wee people flying around all around me. Uh, I've seen them like four times today. Anyway, just, and, and I, earlier I saw an angel, um, here with me with brother Yeshua. He says, yes, it was my holy guardian angel made herself known or made himself known. Yeah, there we go. All right. And so anyway, he's trying to explain this. So this is what I'm gathering. Okay. Let me see if I get this right. I'm going to say it and you tell me if I'm right. Okay. So, okay. We are all whole. And then in order to come to a binary world, we had to become binary. We had to become either or masculine or feminine. And then we go back to heaven and we're whole again. We're with our twin again. And we're separate with the twin, but we're together with the twin in a way in which we are fully blended when we're in heaven, even though we're in two separate bodies, they're less dense or they're more ethereal and we can merge with them wholly. And then the decisions are made in heaven where we could come back down here and we could decide if we want to anchor in the trans experience, which is or not. And if we decide to take this road, which is very, very hard because of all the ignorant jerks out there who, um, I mean, a thousand trans people have already been murdered this year. God rest all of their souls, all their brave, beautiful souls. And of course I, um, get quite afraid for my own child who's already been threatened several times. And I, I love them so much. They're really one of the most beautiful people I've ever met inside, like just, I mean, outside too, but like inside, just like their heart, my, my child's heart is so incredibly big. I mean, if she has $5 in her hand, she would give it to a homeless person before she thought of herself even a little bit because she knows God will provide for her. She's like that beautiful. That's what I mean. Just, she has a big, beautiful heart. She's such beautiful, bright soul. I know she's more advanced than me. I've always known it. An angel came to announce her when, before um, I got pregnant with her. You know, said you're about to be pregnant with this person and this is how you're supposed to treat them. And, and I did. I heeded it. I just honored her like she knew more than me. And I just allowed her to teach me. And she did. Kicking and screaming sometimes, by the way. <laughs> but she is an incredible human being. So I could see all of what Brother Yeshua is telling us. I could see it in my own child. I mean, she told me I'm integrated. I'm male and female. She told me that from a very young age. I'm integrated. I don't know if I'm going to meet my twin flame in this life because I don't really need it. I'm both. She says, you're feminine, but I'm feminine and masculine together. I'm already combined. I mean, she told me that was just 10 years old. She's very confident about it. So I was like, Wow interesting very good interesting so <laughs> all right so brother Yeshua is that how so the way I described it is that how 
it is he says yes for the most part yes that's how it is and when the twin flame counterparts come together the male and female energies combine and that that is a, a different um type of anchor but it's another way to anchor in the fifth dimension or anchor us up into the fifth dimension well, he says us but he means us you guys you and me not he's already there he's already vacillating between many multiple dimensions is that correct he says oh yeah absolutely the the spiritual masters can come and go as they please to any dimension once we learn how to manipulate time and matter and energy then there really is no stopping um our abilities we learn new things even about ourselves even still there's always new things to learn there's new vistas to climb and we uh, even discover more for ourselves even after all of this time and as you go further along your path you will too so uh, the, so the greatest message that uh, I can give you this brother Yeshua Yeshua um, speaking again the greatest message I can leave you with as we part for the evening is to love and honor especially in this month of the the international uh, LGBTQIA he's saying gay pride month but I'm saying LGBTQIA I don't want to be I want to include everybody <laughs> so he's saying um, is the, the biggest message I can bring to you about this is that transgender people are higher more spiritually advanced not that um, every individual trans person is aware of this but they're holding an advanced energy inside of them even if they're spiritually asleep still that energy still is present because they're anchoring us up into the fifth dimension and he's showing me, he's like, think of it as like a cloth, like a parachute cloth that, that people pin into the ceiling and it's billowy. Um, if you imagine um, that kind of um, uh, that kind of a visualization in every pin, if you pin a cloth to the ceiling, every pin would be like a trans person pinning us up into the fifth dimension and the billowy uh, curtain would be uh, kind of like the gauzy layer between the dimensions. And as we reach up to touch it, we get anchored into it also. And the only way we can do that is if we open up our hearts. So work on your first three chakras with us, the spiritual masters, and your heart, and open your heart to love and include everybody on this planet. Because as you do that, you're going to open yourself up to greater spiritual vistas and you're going to learn and grow. And when you learn and grow, we learn and grow. And when we learn and grow, we pull you up with us also. I am Yeshua, Jesus, the Christ. I have come to bring you and offer you my energy of love and peace, joy and harmony and my message of pure love for every person on this planet earth 
join us the spiritual masters over in your meditation in your mind and in your heart but imagine that you're over here in the Himalayas with us meditating with us and we will be there you will feel us you will know us and you will grow with us if you wish it I come to you with this message filled with love and peace I am always your brother. I always love you. And I wish you well always. End transmission. All right, guys. I had no idea he was going to go there. That was amazing. That explains a lot of this. I don't know about you guys, but it's something I've thought about that trans people have always been here, but on the planet, but it's a bigger um, thing now. I More and more and more people are coming forward. And when my own child came and told me that um, they're trans, I'm like, wait a minute. I start questioning myself. Like, I feel maybe I'm also, I carry both energies in me. And I start thinking about my twin flame and I can see, I can feel that he carries both energies inside of him as well. I can't imagine when we get together how we're going to anchor this in each other and then again on the planet. I think that's pretty cool. So I'm going to do my best to work on balancing the male-female inside of me. And I think you guys should as well. Um, if you wish, of course. Free will and all. Being what it is, got free will. Always, always. You know, um... You know, find a level of acceptance. And another thing he was trying to get across, I don't know if I actually said it because it was so much information at once, but he was saying, you have to love and accept yourself first, no matter who you are, no matter how you show up in this world, you know, regardless of gender or gender identification, but you have to love yourself and accept yourself fully. That's what he's trying to get across with all the things that people think culturally. It's just misnomers. It's just myths. You don't have to, you know, have, um, you don't have to be a Korean with double lids in order to think that you're beautiful enough to get married or be loved or, you know, for example, I have a friend who, whose family kept telling her she wasn't beautiful enough and she knew it. She's like, shut up. So much. I know I'm okay. You know, she had a boyfriend who was in love with her and, and we all accepted and loved her, but they kept saying that she wasn't good enough because she didn't have her eyes, didn't have double lids and they were going to send her to Korea to get a surgery to change her appearance so that she could get a Korean husband. That's what I mean. So, or that's what brother Yeshua brought that up in my mind, that story. He was like, yeah, this is, understand that you are perfect and loved and wonderful just the way you are accept yourself fully love yourself fully anyway that's it um i'm almost out of time so i'll be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming just like always but until then i'm signing off (laughs) with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension until next time guys i love you Peace. 
Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.